know they say that scientists advance and grow and do what we can like the reason why we can go to the moon and things of that nature is because we take the basic things that we traditionally understood and we start all over and we say okay let's pretend like we don't know what we know about that but wipe the slate clean and approach this same idea but from a different perspective and i find out that Oftentimes we're kind of one-dimensional in our perspective. We only see things one way, it was taught to us that way. But oftentimes, if you just go to the left a little bit and go to the right a little bit, you can see, hey, if we approach this angle, we can go just a little bit further, or there's a whole other way, there's a whole other mindset to what we thought. And so our limitations aren't as limited because we have a different view, a different perspective. And uh, I'm just getting this download right now. Because God lives in every one of us, each one of you has a perspective that someone else doesn't have. And when we come together, we make a fullness of perspective. How many ideas come together? We've got different dishes coming up. We've got different things happening. And each of you has a different perspective that another person doesn't have. And when we come together, great things happen. That's why they say we're more powerful in numbers. It didn't check in with me. And the rain didn't check in with me either. It didn't say, hey, I know you got folks coming over. You want a, a cloud cover? You want a little mist? You know, none of these factors that represent the nature of God and the character of God, they don't check in with us. In other words, they're not a respecter of man. It means that they are set in orbit and ordinance according to God's law. And God's love is like that. It comes in like a tsunami. It respects no one. It just is. It just comes. And so, in other words, he says right there, the Father, the Son rises on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust. He's describing the nature and character of God, the nature and character of love. It just comes. It just is. And that's how you and I can be like our Father when we love just because. Just because. And each of us, because you breathe in your lungs, and the fact that you have life, you are worthy of love just because. It's nothing you have to earn or deserve. You are entitled to it because you were spoken into existence by your God and by God, and you are His children, His offspring. And so, what that means is, the beginning of the Bible says, "Male and female who created them in His image created them." You were made in the image of love, so you were made to reflect what love is. And oftentimes, we go about our lives not knowing our root, our source, our identity. We think we're just the sum total product of all that we bounced around in life. And when we find out that I came from God, that He created me. And that when I die, I go back to Him. I know my source, my identity. And I know that I was made for love. I was made for that image. I was made to express that. Then all of a sudden, I operate from another place. It's like, I got a new mission. I'm on, I'm on tour. I'm on, you know, because I don't, I'm not loving for an agenda. Like, I'm loving from another place. I'm loving in a place where even if nobody knows, I'm interested in that person because I have a connection with them. How is it, how is it that I can have a connection with someone? I see them like I see you. Love allows me to put myself in your position and understand that your whole framework and the reason why you think based on your experiences of your life is the reason why you do what you do. And because of your steps are ordered by the Lord, even when you don't know Him, they're ordered by the Lord, then you can appreciate every person and value everything about them no matter where they are or what they're doing. That's what love does. It kind of elevates your mind to a higher perspective. It's like living from a drone's perspective. You see everything. And just like the sun shines on everybody and the rain shines on everybody, God's love shines on everybody. Everybody might not be in tune with it, might not know about it, but it's there. And you can be like your father in heaven with an elevated perspective, seeing everybody, understanding their perspective from their position, and you will have no reason to judge anyone anymore. That you're no different than they are, and that you have your own set of circumstances as to what makes you unique. And they have their own expressions and circumstances as to what they make different than yours. And you understand that 
I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I know I want somebody to give me the benefit of the doubt. I want somebody to say, hey, you know, there's got to be more to the story than that. I want somebody to say that to me and so, I love you like I love me. I'm going to give you like I would give me. And so I want nothing but love. I want nothing but the highest possibilities. I want nothing but success. So guess what? I'm going to treat everyone like I want to be treated. I'm going to do and by, and by doing that, I treat you as real one. We're not separate. Fear will prevent me from doing that. Fear says, fear says, it's not enough. Well, if you would have just known. How come you don't know? That's common sense. Everybody knows that. Fear, the opposite of love, takes me from understanding and empathy uh, of living in your shoes and says, you know what? You're different from me. You're over there, I'm over here. You go to this church or this place or that, and I'm over here. Fear is conditional. Love is strong, fear is weak. Love releases, fear obligates. Love surrenders, fear binds. Love is honest, fear is deceitful. Love trusts. Fear suspects. Love allows. Fear dictates. Love gives. Fear resists. Love forgives. Fear blames. Love is compassionate. Fear pity. Love chooses. Fear avoids. Love is kind. Fear is angry. Love ignites, sets alive. Fear incites, instigates. Love embraces. Fear repudiates. Love creates. Fear negates. Love heals. Fear hurts. Love is magic. Fear is superstitious. Love energizes. Fear sanity. Love is an elixir. Fear is poison. Love inspires. Fear worries. Love desires. Fear joneses. He jones you for a fix. Love is patient. Fear is nervous. Love is brave. Fear is afraid. Love is relaxed. Fear is pressured. Love is blind. Fear is judgmental. Love respects. Fear disregards. Love accepts. Fear rejects. Love dreams. Fear schemes. Love wants to play. Fear needs to control. Love enjoys. Fear suffers. Love frees. Fear imprisons. Love believes. Fear deceives. Love wants, fear needs. And there's a scripture in the Bible. It says, love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Love bears all things, believes all things, endures all things. Love is never fails. So back to the original context of the scripture that I was talking about and we're about to wrap this up. Jesus is asking you to do something you cannot possibly do unless you let love come in and wreck your world. Like you need to have a hard start reset, a reboot. Like you would if your phone is messing up, you just start over scratch, wipe your apps out like you would do in the computer. You just save what's necessary on a disc and just clear out the system and let love permeate every aspect of your being. And so now, it's not that you don't remember your life, but now your life is split on how you see the experiences of your life. They're illuminated with love. You have now glasses that are prescription love. And it believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. And so it interprets now. You're going to be a born person if you let this happen to you. It reinterprets all experiences as good. After all, he's for me, not against me. And all things are working out for good to those who love him. So now I can see like he sees because I let love have its full measure. And the scripture says, if you have fear, you have not been made perfectly in love. 
fear of God. That even though he says I'm saved by grace through faith, there's probably some area in my life that's probably not worked out yet, so I still have fear. Because I have fear with him, I got fear in my relationships, and I got fear about this, and I got fear of that. But if I say, you know what, there is no judgment anymore, and that his unrelenting, unending love for me is so real, so powerful, to the degree that I let it be that far depth in my heart, is to the degree that I'll be transparent and allow that love to shine to everyone. That means I'm not going to hold them to any standards. I'm not going to hold them to myself. I'm going to love them like I love myself. And I want the best for myself. So I'm letting all his promises be true for me. No matter what I feel like I'm saying is true. And so I begin to be a whole different person. I'm being like a son. I'm a confident child of God. And his light just shines through me transparently. You'll be full of love. You'll be illuminated. You'll be a son. You'll be free. How is it that he's expecting this to do impossible? He says things like, you're from another world. You don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's, it's because he's saying, you got to let this love have its full effect. You can't stop short. You can't say, okay, I got it here, I got it there. No, it's got to illuminate everything so that you have no guilt, shame, or condemnation, whatever. You know what that means? Sometimes it means I got to leave religion behind. I got to leave my old ways and thinking behind. Sometimes I got to rethink what my parents taught me because they only deal with the best that they have, and that's perfect. But like a kid that plays with Hot Wheels, and then eventually he goes to the tricycle, and then he goes to the bike, you graduate with things in life as you expand your knowledge and your understanding. So you look back and you say, thank you, Mom, thank you, Dad, because you did the best with what you have. But can I share something with you now? I just have to say it. He's above religion. He'll use everything to glorify his name, but he's above all of it. He's just love. He respects no man. The sun shines. He respects no man. The rain comes. He respects no man. It didn't check in with us. It just is. And so is his love. Unconditional. Unending. Reckless. It's too good to be true. It doesn't make sense love. And so if you're honest with yourself, you'd be like, man, I want that. I need that. But I don't know if I can believe that. It can't be too good to be true because I've been holding on to this desk for a long time. I've been holding on to my religion for a long time. And as long as I got these lines and these parameters, I know where I am with God. Or at least I know where to feel guilty about it if I don't know. <laughs> at least I know where to feel guilty about it. And, it, and it, it, that's not what we're called to. He has no limits, no, no, no boundaries. And he's asking me to believe like I'm a child of his. That I'm a product, an offspring of love of his. And he sent his son to show me this is what it looks like. The possibilities are endless. All things are possible to them that believe. Do you believe that that love is that big, that true, that far, that wide? The Apostle Paul says, and I'm going to wrap it up with this. It's my prayer that you grow, that you are rooted in the ground of love, and that you may understand the depths and the heights and the width, and to know the love of God that surpasses knowledge, that you'll be able to comprehend, and that you become mature in this. And as I look back on my life, I thought the more religious I got, I was becoming more mature. But now, I'm looking at it differently. The more I'm becoming like one of these kids around here, careless, even if I bump my leg, that's the maturity. It doesn't make sense, but he uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. When you are that free, when you are dependent on the power that holds all things together, and you know that you're in love with him, he's in love with you, and that even when you don't think about it, he's still there because he lives in you, then you're careless, you're free. That's power. It's not when you have this and that that you have power, it's when you're not even scared to die. That's power, because no one can even threaten you with life. If I can't take your life and make you do what I want, what do I have to control you? I have nothing if you're not scared to die. And that's real power. And that's what we have. We live forever. We don't die. This is a dirt and water bag. You came up in your vehicle and you turned left and right. And you, as your spirit sits in your vehicle, you walk left and right. It's a machine. You're getting a new one one day. And when you treat this good, it performs for you well. When you eat it, when you don't treat it good, it's sluggish for you, but it still works. And that's what this body is. And that's what Jesus came to show us. Not even death.